Welcome to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. And you just heard Lone Wolves by War on Women. I hope you're all staying safe and healthy. And I think this is my mantra slash vibe out into the world right now as we continue to live in this really strange time. It's become a greeting and a farewell in pretty much every conversation that I've had. And it's strange because I know each person that I exchange that with, we really mean it. And even though I'm starting to kind of feel a bit like Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy, highly recommend that movie's just wild. Um, <laughs> I like that I can continue to sort of virtually wave and connect with old friends and new ones too. Doing this, uh, just regular conversations too, it's nice. I'm, I'm glad that I at least have that right now. I, I hope that you are doing that for yourself too. So on to this week's guest, who is someone I've called friend for some years now and who has constantly inspired me from afar. This week, I'm joined by Autumn Lavis, truly someone who knows the industry from so many angles. Their background in booking and running shows has elevated them to being a strong tour manager, working with tons of bands like Warriors, War on Women, and so many others. Autumn's work is so engaging and fast-paced from getting bands out to the show on tour to setting up the spaces to always be inclusive and welcoming to showgoers of all backgrounds. Autumn joined this week to share how they became involved in music, their favorite parts of tour managing, the lessons they've learned, their mission as someone involved behind the scenes of your favorite shows, and so much more. So with that, let's hear Big Feelings by Warriors and then get into the interview.
Autumn to Anchor Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going for you right now? <laughs> Pretty nuts. <laughs> things are things are kind of uh, kind of interesting, kind of crazy at the moment, um, given the circumstances. Um, but I mean, considering, I'd say I'd say they're good. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's such a convoluted. Uh, question and answer <laughs> right yeah we're recording this in the midst of a lot of social quarantining for COVID-19 and stuff so I know it's upended a lot of folks lives and stuff so it's it's pretty wild I know that prior to this you were just getting started on the road with I think Warriors right yes um yeah so I actually it's kind of wild um so I live in Phoenix Arizona that's where I'm based and um they are from uh, the band Warriors is from New Jersey originally. Um, two of the members live in New York and then the other two live in California, LA and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So three of us flew out to the East Coast. Um, we are supporting uh, Justin Towns Earl and Brian Fallon, who um, it's like his solo project of Gaslight Anthem, if people aren't familiar. Um, super cool dude. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I literally flew out, uh, let me look at my calendar. This, I don't know how many days I've been in isolation. Uh, <laughs> time is, time is a blur. It really is. Honestly, like I, yeah. if anything, it's like, I've been working from home for over a week now and I'm like, what, what day is it? What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I flew out the 11th. What day is it today? It's, it's, Saturday, it's the 21st. 21st. Yeah. It's already yeah. been like, oh my God. 10 days I'm going started that yeah. trying anyway. I'm going on like a week of isolation. It's it's great. Um so I flew out the 11th. I got to Newark, uh, New Jersey like pretty late, like 9:30 10. Um took like a lift to the the hotel where two two of the members Frank and Lauren were at and upon arriving found out that tour was canceled all but the first date. So the first wow. day tour was in Wilmington, Delaware. So, yeah, the the whole thing, like, I, and this is like a month and a half. Like, I wasn't supposed to get back home till like mid April ish. Um, so, yeah, I I feel like things are kind of disheveled right now. Um, I my main concern was like everybody's safety. I'm like I was hired on to be their tour manager as well as merch person and uh, help out with driving. And so, I mean, we decided to still do the first date of tour, um, Mm kind of went all out for that. I did my best to sell as much merch as I could. Right. Uh, Did not let the venue take a merch cut. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not in these times at all. No. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then, like, got them, um, Frank and Lauren, on a flight back the very uh, next night. Uh, it was crazy because like the air, we flew in on different airlines, but the airlines were, they're offering to waive the cancellation fee, which is like, I don't know, $50 or something, but they weren't, they weren't offering to like cover the cost of change in flight, which is like several hundred dollars. Like the prices were being jacked up. So given that our tour was just canceled, like no one could really afford that. So fortunately, like my grandpa's recover or retired Air Force pilot, and I got got all of us back on a buddy pass, um, which is like 
around a hundred dollars. It's, it's much, much cheaper. Um, but it's, it's like when you fly standby, you're like the last person to get on the flight, but like, there are like 50 open seats on every flight. So, so I got them back. Yeah. I got them back immediately. I stayed in the area for a couple more days with my friend Tyler and the band Save Face and his girlfriend Sam and they took care of me and got home and I've been home since. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of my crazy like experience. Uh, it was, it was kind of, it was very scary to be in transit during all of this. Like I was mildly concerned and then it just kind of like, hit pretty heavy and like being that we were in New York and um and on major you know in major airports like it was it was really concerning I'm asthmatic so I'm at risk Mm -hmm. and um you know my job as a tour manager is to take care of everybody and make sure they're safe and um so yeah (laughs) that's wild and like Honestly, I respect you so much for being able to pull everything together and help support this band getting every getting through everything you. you think about it because it's like that's a lot of work to be able to try to track down flights, try to yeah. have at least one night that feels normal for them. That's huge and important. Right. They this is actually my first time working with them. Um so the band I normally work with um is War on Women, as you yeah. know. And um yeah, so I a friend of a friend um we have a lot of mutual friends, Worries and I, and they kind of passed along the info to me and I got the gig. And, um, they're awesome people. Like I, I love them. I've, you know, I've known them for uh, a couple days, but we've been through so much and they, you know, I, I got there and they were like, they were like being that, you know, we, we haven't worked together and don't know you. Like we were kind of afraid that you would just dip out and be like, okay, tour's over. I'm going home but there's like no way I could leave them there in that circumstance and like let them navigate that alone. So, um, it, it was, it's very like, it was a not good situation, but we made the best of it. And I actually had like a good time. Um, so yeah. And I'm so psyched, uh, to work with them again. Like this is just, I don't know, um, little taste of what that's like. And, um, the tour is postponed, so I don't know what scheduling is going to be kind of crazy because everybody has their tour postponed. Um, and so we're all like hoping to get, you know, our tours rerouted and, and changed to, like the summer. Um, mm-hmm. But because that's all happening at once and markets are going to be flooded, I don't know what that's going to look like. But we will be going on tour um, with Brian Fallon again um, mm-hmm. in the future. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, hopefully one that's not all jumbled up by everything going on. Yeah. It's good that, like, at least you're able to have this opportunity to kind of, like, demonstrate all these skills you have as somebody who's been a tour manager for some time. And, like, the fact that you're able to step up and think on your feet is huge. Like, that's really important. (laughs) Oh, you're gassing me up. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Of course. I feel like the experience made me a better tour manager. Like, I feel kind of just, like, ready to take on whatever because, like, I tour managed during a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge resume ticking point, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Please hire me. <laughs> right? No, seriously. That's like, that's crucial. And yes, like, honestly, I know that it makes things tough right now for, um, I know a lot of people instinctively think of the musicians right now with COVID-19, but it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people that support them that 
are out of work right now that are like, yeah, a lot of people behind the scenes that are like an afterthought, but like, and I think that the artists are just as, you know, valuable, right? obviously, but like, you know, we can't throw like crew members can't throw up a merch store. Right. Um, we don't, we don't have like really anything to fall back on. And, and the crazy thing too is, um, so my job at home when I'm not on tour is, well, I have multiple, I wear a lot of hats, but I, I work at a music venue called the Rebel Lounge. Yeah. And I also work as a promoter rep for Psycho Steve Presents, who owns and runs the Rebel Lounge. And um, I like, I can't do any of that. Like it's all on hold right now. And we don't know what, you know, the future is going to look like. And just totally completely out of work. I graduated with my degree in art education in December and I was planning on like substitute teaching when I got back from tour, but like all the schools are on spring break currently, but they're staying closed as well. So it's so, it's so wild. Like the way that like everything has shifted and changed in like such a abrupt period of time. Like I don't know. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. And it's really hard because I know a lot of folks who do work as crew members, I have like multiple jobs all in the same vein of what you're describing, whether like, mm-hmm. I know a lot of musicians who side work is like when they're not on tour, they're substitute teachers or, you know, they, they work in like food service and just service industry yeah. in general. And all that's just been so upended. So it's a, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm hopeful that things will turn around, but at the same time, it's like, it it makes me think beyond just like, you know, the artists, but also the other people who support them on these tours and stuff. There's always crew and there's always people who run spaces and stuff that, you know, they get impacted too. Oh yeah. I know very few people, like even outside of the music industry who are not affected by this, like everything is drastically changed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do like, I am hopeful. I'm a, a bit of an optimist and, like, I know that this is going to pass, um, and it, it's going to change a lot. Like, I think it, even just like my perspective on, on things is, is like morphed. Um, but I don't think that, you know, it's, if people take it seriously and like the close, uh, the sooner we do that, mm-hmm. I, I hope the sooner this is going to pass. Like if people stay home, and don't go out and continue to spread this thing, um, then hopefully we can go back to normal. Right. That's what I'm pretty much just urging people to do. I'm like, if you're able to stay home, thank the people who are still working in service industry roles, like grocery stores or like even like right. hospital workers of any oh gosh, caliber, yeah. you know, cause there's, there's a support staff there as much as there are doctors and nurses and stuff. So it's like, I don't know, just it, it's, it's a wild time we're in. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's like, I'm really glad that some people are still working and employed. I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I'm very happy for them. Um, But it like, you know, I'm concerned for them as well. And it's, it's crazy too, to think about what, like, what's essential work, (laughs) you know, like, like, I feel like a lot of people work, like look down on like service workers, like garbage Mm -hmm. men or like people in grocery stores or or whatever, but like they're, they're actually very vital to society, especially right now. And I mean, I think that with that said, I think that art is just as vital, but in a different way, I think it gives, you know, existence meaning and it's really helping a lot of people cope. Like, although a lot of us have, all of us (laughs) really have had our tours canceled and plans changed. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I like I'm watching like the community come together and it's such like a beautiful thing. Um, there's so many like live stream events happening and, you know, Bandcamp yesterday waived all their percentage fees and all the revenue went to their artist and like a lot of fundraisers and, um, it's, it's just really cool to see that. Right. That's kind of what gives me hope through all this too. And I think that's like what art's able to do for us. Like, even though there has been like the social distancing and a lot of people who feel separated right now, it's like people are still connecting over like their favorite artists and stuff. And like Mm -hmm. bands and musicians are still like sharing each other's work as it's getting released on the, they're still scheduled release cycles and stuff, you know, and it's really just neat to see everybody come together for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a little off topic, um, but not, you said favorite artist and it reminded me of like the coolest thing that's happened to me recently. Oh yeah. Um, so on my flight to New Jersey, Frank from my chemical romance was like on my flight what? and <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. He was like flying back from LAX, uh, to, you know, he's, he lives at, in New Jersey. And for a moment I was like, is that Frank? And I'm like, no, no. Yeah, that's definitely Frank. He was like holding a t- guitar and stuff and standing by me for like 20 minutes before I realized. <laughs> um, but I, I got to talk to him and shake his hand and at baggage claim. And then I realized like after shaking his hand, like, oh yeah, like maybe we should not do that. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like elbow bumps is like the new cultural norm, but that was yeah. a really cool, cool experience. I, um, I played it cool, I, that- you know. Like I rarely, I don't really get super excited or freaked out in meeting people because they're just people, but Mm -hmm. he's, you know, definitely like very integral in my, my childhood and upbringing in music. So it was, it was, um, a nice like ray of light in this really weird, dark dystopian time right now. (laughs) Absolutely. That's incredible. And like, I'm sure part of it too, because you've been on some really amazing tours is, is like, you know, I, I don't think that maybe correct me if I'm wrong but it's like I think you're very comfortable with artists because like to you they're like co-workers and friends and stuff it doesn't matter that they are somebody who's like done this you don't have the the fan view right the same way well I mean yes yes and no like I you know I'm a big fan of a lot of my friends work um Mm -hmm. and but like I really I feel like uh how do I explain this um I feel like when you kind of like idolize and put someone up on a pedestal like it like it can be harmful in ways like I I don't want to like dehumanize a person you know right um so I I don't know like I just I just they're regular normal people like us you know that I don't see one person having more value than another person um, That's so crucial. Except for Frank from my chem. <laughs> <laughs> he can have a slightly raised bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so cool. And that's such a great way to look at it, honestly. And that's something that I've taught myself over the years. Because I think at first I would get really nervous when it came to like meeting different musicians or just. No, yeah, which is fine and great. normal. And yeah, that's human. Yeah. I think it was a little bit of unlearning too. Because I always had to remind myself whenever I would start to get nervous, I'd be like, okay, remember this person has to get up and like hopefully brush their teeth every morning too, you know, like little stuff like that. <laughs> Let's all take a moment to really practice um, hygiene. <laughs> Very important in this time. Um, yes, please. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I wanted to kind of like time travel a little bit back with you and I want to kind of learn a little bit how 
you kind of first got involved in independent music and maybe what kind of made you fall in love with it? Hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like, oh God, that's so hard to put like an origin on it. It's just like, yeah. kind of always been with me. Um, but like, there was like a time where it kind of changed professionally, um, where I went from being like someone who goes to shows to someone who works shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, always loved music and I've always gravitated, gravitated towards like, uh, punk and hardcore and like alternative music. Um, the most I, I had like kind of a tumultuous upbringing and it kind of was a source of like, it was cathartic for me. Um, and I had, you know, two older brothers who like also listened to the same sort of stuff. And, um, so I started going to shows when I was like 12. Uh, I went to my first, very first show was, uh, a Rob Zombie show, uh, concert. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was a very angsty youth. Uh, (laughs) still am, but yeah, around like 2014 or so I I started like to get like grow like an interest in learning how shows are created and how they run and um, particularly like the thing that was most important to me is like safety in music Mm -hmm. and so that I mean that's really where I got involved like I would sell merch for friends bands and go on like little weekenders and stuff but I I started volunteering for for venues and like music is such like the sacred beautiful thing and like shows especially like local um events are like intimate and like so so important for me and so many other people and like I just wanted to make sure that people felt safe and welcome and because I, you know, I definitely as like a non-male queer person, like got a lot of pushback um, and instilled you in a lot of ways. And like, I feel like a lot of people go to to shows to escape all the bullshit, you know, like to, to not be thinking about what's outside of those four walls and just to be in the moment and to like, I don't know, like have that community and so I, yeah, I, I started working with like safer scenes and, um, doing a lot of volunteer work and with a, a voice for innocent and, um, you know, eventually Warren women, they, they got the offer to do warp tour, but wanted to, didn't want to be a part of it unless they could bring on like a project out and make it safer. And so they hired me on. And, um, that's when I, you know, I started being able to like, um, I guess like a lot of what I, a lot of my labor wasn't free and I was happy to do it because it was important, but I also have to like exist and live and eat. Um, So I started to like actually pursue it as a career and um, learned that I could do so much more in roles like tour managing and um, working in venues. Uh, Like for instance, like I, when I advance my tours, you know, I'll send them, um, a link to the half access website where venues who are not registered um, in the accessibility database can do so. I request that all venues like put up gender neutral bathroom signs that they don't already have them. Um, Just like basic stuff. Um, The lead DIY, um, I have the printouts for that. So I have um, light sensitivity warnings at the door as people walk in. And 
like I, you know, prior, prior to like tormenting and stuff, I didn't really have the power to do any of that. So it's really cool to be able to implement those things. And it just, I don't know, like it, it, it's the greatest thing. It makes me feel like the most alive, like at shows and, and, and creating that space for other people and um, like, helping them to have a good experience if that makes sense this is such a long answer (laughs) no that's amazing and honestly it's like you've rattled off some like really awesome causes that have meant a lot to me personally too between like safer scenes it's how you and I met and then like lead and half access and stuff that's Mm -hmm. all those are all really crucial like nonprofits that are out there and stuff that people should Mm -hmm. be referencing and like it's got to be just as empowering for you as it is for folks attending shows now to be able to like share this information and actually mm-hmm. not just say that you want a safer space or an inclusive space, you're making it that space. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really cool. I, I mean, I love, I love what I do. I actually, so like, as I said, I got my, my degree in art education so I can teach K through 12, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I'm literally putting a long-term teaching position that I was offered like on hold. I'm not doing it right now because I love working in music so much. I love being a teacher. I love working with kids and I love art. Um, and music is art, but visual arts as well. And, um, I love, I'm going to balance those two worlds, but I'm, I cannot give up one for the other. And, um, so I don't plan on like teaching full-time for a while. I want to like keep hitting the road and, and working with artists and going to shows and all of that. So if anything, right now, you're kind of working as not just a tour manager, but like kind of an educator for the scene by teaching not just bands, but like other crew members and maybe even just like the folks who are booking these tours too. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, these are the things you need to consider and these are ways that you can make your spaces better for others. Right. Totally. Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's so necessary. <laughs> it's, I mean, no matter what role you play in the music industry, like you have the ability to do something, at least to be, to be aware of, um, you know, marginalized folks and, and how, like how they're at risk and what you can do to help them and how to respond to like crisis situations, how to prevent them. Um, there's just like, there's so much information out there. And I know like for some people it can be like scary and they don't know like where to start or how to begin. But, um, I just, yeah, that's why I like to kind of, I like to be able to break it down and, and help the community and, and learning like how we can all be helping each other. Absolutely. Um, what's kind of been your favorite part of working alongside musicians and other people who are involved in the music industry? Hmm. Oh, so much of it, all of it. Uh, (laughs) As I mentioned before, like, I think one of the, the best things is, you know, when I'm, when I'm working a show and like just looking out at the audience and like, watching them all have a good time and like creating that experience for them and and like seeing people who look like me or don't look like me and just like all at a show together like because I I for a long time when I was growing up like in smaller local shows it like it was just like straight white dudes and and it is still like the music industry is very dominated um by a lot of privilege and you know, I'm privileged in a lot of ways, but I, I just love, I love seeing community come together and boundaries being broken down and, um, 
I, I love live music so much. (laughs) (laughs) A loaded question. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so amazing. And I'm so glad to hear that you have that experience. It's important. Um, so one of the things that like, I feel a lot of people end up asking, particularly on like social media and stuff is like, how do you get involved? Like whether it's the activism side or the industry side, like how did, how how did you kind of start to create that path for yourself? And like, what advice would you give people who want to be a part of the industry, whether it's like as a tour manager or even just some kind of like roadie, anything like that? Yeah, I I do get that question a lot. And I don't think there's like one answer there are so many different avenues you can take um and my experience might not look like a lot of other people's experience but um I like you know I started working for venues because I I went to a local venue like a DIY space called the trunk space in in Phoenix and Mm -hmm. I think this was like 2015 and I went to a show um I just moved back here. I didn't know anyone. I just like wanted to go see some music. I went to a show and then afterward, like I stayed late afterwards and talked to the, the woman, Stephanie, who owns the venue and was just like, how can I help out? Like, I want to, I want to help. And so I started like ticketing shows and working box office and just slowly making these connections. I think connect- connecting is like a really big part of it. Um, and yeah, I just, um, I, I, taught myself a a lot like how how to be a tour manager and like kind of learned a lot as I as I went and I had a lot of mentors and um yeah I was actually I I'm wanting there were a lot of like young women who like are interested in getting involved but like have no idea how so I was really like I was hoping to I'm one I'm like create like a little zine or something um like a little how-to step and it's not it's not one size fits all by any means, but right. um, I think just having the desire to want to get involved and, you know, like go to local shows and talk to your local bands, get to know them, um, you know, offer to do merch. Um, I, like eventually like you, you work so many local shows, you'll be able to do a weekender and it just kind of snowballs. Um, I, and, and once you like get your foot in the door, like keep the door open for other people. Um, you know, don't, don't be a gatekeeper. Let us all in. Um, <laughs> that's crucial. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's so Yeah, cool. I encourage, I encourage people to get involved. It's, it's, I mean, it's the coolest thing. I, I love what I do. I'm just like, I'm currently not doing it. <laughs> I'm going a little like stir crazy. Like I, you know, I miss, I miss going to show. I, for the past few years, like I've been working a show, like several shows a week so it's weird to not have that uh yeah yeah when it's on like such a level to where it's so crucial to your life and everything that you do I can imagine that would be something that's like kind of difficult to be kind of ripped from yeah it's a weird adjustment um but I'm I'm um I'm very adaptable and I'm going to like I feel like I've had some good days and bad days. Like right mm-hmm. before you called me, I was like cutting my bangs with safety scissors. I'm on that day, that, that phase <laughs> of quarantine. Um, I've been like taking baths and reading books and trying to just keep busy and relax. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
it's, wild. <laughs> it's tricky because I'm sure it's so different from like what your day to day would be like on the road as a tour manager and stuff. Can you like, I know every day is different, of course, because mm-hmm. um, it could vary by like venue or what kind of mm-hmm. folks you're encountering. But what's maybe like a typical day on the road been like for you? Um, so I typically, I will usually do merch and tour manage. Um, mm-hmm. you're a lot more marketable if you're able to take on a couple different roles. Um, mm-hmm. so I usually balance the two. Um, as a tour manager, you're like never not working. You're always like, you're always on call. Like if someone has a question, like you're, you're the person like you better have the answers. Um, it, it's prior to the tour. Um, it's a lot of work to be putting into it, like advancing and communicating with the venues. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting like all, it's a lot of like data entry and planning. Um, but like day of, you know, like it's, you're handling logistics, uh, you're waking the band up, you're, you're like knowing how far it is to get to the next venue. Um, I drive as well. Uh, so I, it's, you know, it's making sure that everyone is safe and, and, uh, you know, like little things, it's little things and big things, like waking everyone up, getting them coffee, like knowing what, what the schedule is going to look like, you know, Mm -hmm. what time are we loading in, um, you know, getting per diems and there, there's so much that goes into it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot, but like once the show is happening and like they're on stage and they're playing, it's just like, it totally, like it just comes together and um, me as like a tour manager and merch person, like I'm kind of, (laughs) it's so like such a convoluted question. Sorry. There's, there's so much, like, I don't even know how to look at my schedule and like run down it, but, um, you know, I'm selling merch the entire night. Mm -hmm. I'm settling at the end of the night. Um, I'm making sure like I'm booking the hotels. I'm making sure we are getting where we need to be on time. Um, I'm like scheduling press and VIP and all of this stuff. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm like a bit of a, like a neurotic organizer and, <laughs> and scheduler. And, and so I, I love it. It's fun. I love the craziness of it. It's great to have somebody who's so organized too and can like just focus in on every needed component of it all just because it's like there is a lot to being a tour manager from what a lot of friends have told me and stuff. So like um, the reason why I ask is just because it's like, I don't think a lot of people realize how much work that really is. You're not just, you know, chilling with the band. There's a lot of logistics going on and there's a lot of um, pieces that you have to do. Yeah, no, it's work. A lot of people think that touring is just like a, a big party and like it's, it's, it is, there's a lot of like fun mm-hmm. and like beauty in it, but it's like, it's grinding. It's a lot. It's so much. (laughs) Um, but I like, I thrive in that sort of environment. I love it. And I, I grew up, like I moved around so much. Um, Mm -hmm. like I've lived in five different States and I like rarely have lived anywhere longer than a year. And I just was always in transit. So like touring just suits me so well. Like when I'm home and, and like, have like start to grow roots I get antsy like I feel so much more comfortable and at home like in a city I've never been to um or on the highway you know like it's it's strange (laughs) no it sounds like it's something that's like is very comfortable for you and stuff Mm -hmm. um 
I'm kind of wondering, I know this is probably hard for you to nail down, but like, do you have like a favorite tour that you've been on with a band or like any places you've been that just really stand out to you as like, I love this. This was a favorite memory. Oh yeah. So much. Um, let me think about it. Wow. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, there's so many little memories and like, but I feel like the thing that I, like, I'm feel it's more of like a feeling, um, mm-hmm. that kind of, that comes up when you say that is like the camaraderie that you build with a band. Like you kind of create this little family and like, you know, you're living with these people in a van, in a hotel, mm-hmm. um, for weeks and months on end. And like, by the end of the tour like you have this like different language that people don't understand like that only (laughs) you and like the crew and band speak and like I I love that and I love I've created that like I war on women like we you know we went through warp tour together and we've done several tours since um bad cop bad cop and jawbreaker and subhumans and like we're like we're so tight-knit and you know I love the local food I love going to local eateries and coffee shops and, and traveling and, um, like so many good memories. Um, I just, I, not one particular one stands out. Cause like, it's just like my whole experience has been, um, generally mostly, uh, very positive and, um, yeah, there, there are a lot of really awesome venues, mm-hmm. um, and some crazy weird hole in the wall, crusty punk ones as well um (laughs) like I some of my favorite places um I'm partial um I'm gonna just throw out like my own venue uh the Rebel Lounge Uh, (laughs) I I've worked many many shows there and we like it's just run so efficiently and we're like voted the best Phoenix punk club um of the year and like I love my venue that's that's my home um, but there's also the Outland Ballroom in Springfield, Missouri, um, Hoosier Dome in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Um, and there's so many really awesome many. Oh, uh, the, the biggest indoor venue that I've worked, uh, oh my gosh, I see your dog. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet. She is oh. an angel. She's like checking to see if I'm going to feed her or not, but. Oh, What's her I'm name? Sure my, that's I'm Ray. So sorry. sorry to get to start. I just, I love, I love dogs. That's um, totally okay. That's, <laughs> that's why I leave my camera on. Cause I know that like people love hang. to see them, honestly. Oh, like, they're so, so great. chill. Right, um, <laughs> I feel bad for the people listening to this and can't see your dog. <laughs> um, she's beautiful. She's a lab. She's white. She's gorgeous. I love her. Um, <laughs> just describing her. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they're, oh, uh, what I was saying, uh, the Anthem in DC is like mm-hmm. this insane 6,000 cat venue that I, um, worked with war on women. Um, I, it was our jawbreaker tour and like, it's massive. Like I got lost in that venue multiple times, like trying to find our dressing room and get around and like, uh, it's, you know, run by the nine thirty club and they brought us cupcakes and like, it was just, I've, I worked in like DIY spaces and like small punk clubs for so long. And like, that was like the moment where I was just like, I was like, I felt so spoiled. I was like, <laughs> what is like, I don't know. Like I'm still like humble or whatever. And I, I love 
small intimate venues I think I prefer that over anything but it was the nicest place they had like our whole catering like hospitality rider fill like there's like nice comfy clean dressing room and like oh my gosh Warren Women had me like get up on stage for guest vocals for one of their songs in front of like 6,000 people I was so scared um but it it was such a good time um uh, another band called Pogo uh, was on that tour with us and they were fantastic. And I love them. Um, oh, they're so great. I love Susie so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, to answer your question, like I can't, I, there are <laughs> so many good memories uh, and like so many more to come and I can't just pin one down for you. Um, I will say on Warp Tour um, as insane as that tour was it's like a boot camp of a tour yeah and a lot of physical and emotional work especially for like what I was taking on there yeah I absolutely like cherish people like the the kids that would come up to my table and like and talking about like accessibility and safety and like I remember this one kid um you're gonna have to forgive me because when you're on tour all the dates blur together I don't know where I'm at at any given time sure Um, but I want to it was definitely east coast I want to say like maybe Philadelphia but this like eight-year-old boy came up to my tent and with his mom and he was like this cutest little punk kid um and him and his mom like like her and I, we, we taught him about what consent was. And I gave him one of my little Planned Parenthood um, consent pins. Mm-hmm. It says like, it's, it's an acronym. It says fries. It's like freely given, informed, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we gave him one of those and like, just like broke it down in the most simplest way. And he was like, oh, cool. And like, you know, we took a picture together and I was like, this is the coolest thing. This is like why I do what I do. And, um, you know, like having like people like you come out and volunteer and like just connecting with other people who like give a shit. Like right. That was all like the people the that I've that summer for me. Oh, that means so much to me. I it was in Florida and I was so so hot and yes. just like <laughs> tired and not at hundred percent. Um so I really appreciate all your help and um yeah, it was yeah, it was really cool. Um yeah, definitely. And that work is so meaningful because it's like I remember like handing out stickers and buttons and like it was people of all ages from like, you know, teenagers to like mm-hmm. small kids and stuff. And it's like all I could think was is like, hey, that's just one more person who understands now that didn't before, right. you know, and it's like even if you only had like 10, 20 people come up the whole day, that's like that's more than the, more, there was before. And like totally sometimes you'd get swarms of people and stuff. And it's really just amazing to see um just what a little bit of just education and presence can do and yeah I think just being like that totally I think just being there like we you know we had that big sign that says make music festivals like safe and accessible and like stop sexual violence etc and so like just people like us being there and people seeing that and knowing that they have a place they can go if they need to talk or if something Mm -hmm. happens which you know, we dealt with active crisis situations on that tour. Um, you know, there were assaults and, and, and issues that we, we had come in contact with. And, um, so I just feel like really grateful to have been in a position to help. And, um, you know, I wish when I was a kid, when I was like eight, I 
could have had a resource like that. Um, so it's really rad. I, yeah, wild, wild, like two, three month tour. <laughs> yeah. It sure seemed like it, honestly, cause it's like warped tour from my understanding. It's like, I've only ever been there as like the volunteer the one year. And then like one Same. other time is like an attendee. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it feels like such a grind for like anybody who's involved <laughs> and stuff. Honestly, like I think about Florida, I'm glad that the year that you came through, um, it wasn't rainy and disgusting. Cause sometimes <laughs> like the area where they book that, to happen in St. Pete, it's like, it can get really gross and muggy yeah. and terrible. Well, the air was still soup. I don't know. Yeah. Like you, you're probably like, oh, this is a good day, but it's, I'm from <laughs> Arizona where it's like a dry oven, like yep. heat instead of a sauna. And it was just, it was so draining. So it's really great to like have the extra help on days like that. Um, Absolutely. I think, weren't we set up in front of the stage that day? We were. I remember it. I remember it being very loud. Days like that were kind of tough to like communicate with people, but it was it was still cool. It was like yeah. We were right was, between I think two stages. Yeah, yeah. Some some days we were faced like away from it, and you know you didn't have to like scream to mm-hmm. talk to people. Um, other days, not so lucky. But you know yeah. we kept it going. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that was such a cool experience for me. And I'm so glad that you're still working to be able to share that kind of information with so many others while you're on the road. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you for like being a part of that. I'm really glad that we, we met and connected that way. I remember, I think you had like a, a shirt that said something about like stopping misogyny and music. And I'm like, I love this human being. I like, <laughs> <laughs> it was love at first sight. Aw, I'm so glad you did that. I actually made that shirt like a couple Did weeks really? beforehand. Yeah. Cause I was like, DIY, so excited. <laughs> <laughs> DIY. Yeah. I, I hand painted that. Cause I was just like, I realized I didn't have anything that was like that in my wardrobe at the time. And I'm like, what the hell I'm here talking about all this stuff all the time. And like, sometimes you don't want to have to say it. You just want to oh, totally. say it for you. Totally you know what I mean? That. Yeah. No, now, definitely. now I've amassed quite a collection. It makes me happy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's something maybe that you're most proud of like accomplishing in your time kind of being involved in the music scene? I know you've done a lot of work with like, uh, whether it's like running shows or um, advocacy and activism, like maybe what's like your kind of big point that you're just like really proud of and excited about? Mm, I, I don't know if this is like the answer that you want, um, but I'm, I feel like most proud of like, persisting in spite of the bullshit like existing within the music industry like yes like just working in it and staying with it because there have been like times like where I'm so frustrated and like it's daunting and I like want to give up um Mm -hmm. but like I haven't yet um and like continue to stay in it and um fight and it's you know it's been rewarding in a lot of ways but like it's hard and so like I'm just proud of myself for just like continuing to be a part of it and like a big reason why I haven't left it voluntarily like because I'm currently not working in it um is like I I just want to like pave the way for other people I want like young girls and people of color and queer people to like get involved and I like I want to set that example I don't want to like you know like I I'm honest about it being difficult um Mm -hmm. but like I think it's so worth it um so yeah that's that's what I'm most proud of. That's amazing. And it's crucial. And you're 
you're setting a really great example and really helping create opportunity for others because whenever people see folks like you, like I think about all of the friends I've made over the years and stuff who are like tour managers or involved in some capacity on bands crews. And like, you know how you see usually sometimes at the end of the tour, like they'll do like the massive group, like everybody who's involved. In <laughs> yep, stuff. And it's I like, know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's so awesome though. Cause it's like, I feel like I've seen you in so many of those and I've seen Aww. a lot of other like non-men and people of color that continue. I see them grow in numbers and stuff on yeah. these crews. And it's so satisfying to me because I'm like, yes, these are the people who are making this happen for yeah others right now as well as like people who want to be involved in the future and that's so freaking cool yeah no I totally like that is such a great like just way to like look at something and just like see like tours that are inclusive like even if like for so long all those end of tour photos because it's like it, it's a it's a tradition to do that and yeah um they all look the same and they're all just like white straight dudes and like it's all of the same people you know and Mm -hmm. like it's so cool like even if there's just like a couple like a few of us like in it and a part of it uh it it gives me a lot of hope and I think just like you know there's that phrase if you can't see it you can't be it and I think like I'm hoping like if one of those end of tour photos gets posted like somebody just happens to scroll across it and like see oh shit like you know there's there's a crew member or like you know a drummer who's like a girl (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and like oh I can do that like you know it I think it's really it's really important um and I like to see like I think that we've made a lot of progress but I'm in no way saying that we are where we need to be we have a long way to go um so I think people need to continue to push for that Absolutely. Well, you're definitely doing your part. That's for sure. And I appreciate and respect that so much. Well, thank you. And like to you as well, Uh, like seriously, you're just as important. And like you, like, I love your, your podcast and um, I, I love like your heart and like wanting to help and, and to amplify voices in this industry. And like, you're so important. So thank you for, yeah, I, I commend oh, thanks. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I know this year has been kind of like heavily upended and stuff, but um, do you have any like work that's maybe later on the year that you're really excited about? I know that you mentioned, of course, like that tour with Warriors and Brad Fallon's going to come back at some point, but yeah, any, anything that you're kind of like looking forward to at the as you're light at the end of this tunnel? <laughs> um. I'm kind of taking it day by day. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's, it's the Brian Fallon Warriors tour that I'm super looking forward to. It's really the only thing I have confirmed and the mm-hmm. dates are still being moved around. Sure. Um, and, and getting back as like a promoter rep as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, anyone who's listening, please hire me. Yes, <laughs> please available. hire them. <laughs> <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know that in this cycle of things too, it's like, there's still music coming out. Is there mm-hmm. anybody whose music that you're really excited about that's come out already or that you're kind of looking forward to? Ooh, yes. Okay. So recently, um, I tweeted out, I was just like, tell me about some bands that you are like in love with when you've been listening to. Cause like, I tend to listen to the same album on repeat all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I just get fixated on one album and I stick with that for like months. Um, and some friends, like multiple people were like Spanish love songs. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. So I've been like spinning them. And I actually saw them um, on the Wonder Years tour, like right before I left for my tour. Oh um, yeah. Early this month. And it was so beautiful. So beautiful. And I feel like I have to like definitely tell people to go listen to the new Warriors album. Um, you are someone, you know, it's, it's awesome. And um, they definitely need the support right now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like what have I been spinning? Oh, like, hello, Haley Williams, new solo stuff. Can we just take a moment of silence for that? Cause <laughs> oh, so good. Um she's incredible she truly is yeah there's there's so much good music out there like yeah I've also like you know been listening to some old stuff too some like Joni Mitchell and um I recently added a bunch of people's playlists because a lot of people are listening to like creating playlists for this like isolation yeah um yeah and so I oh uh Rosie Tucker Mm -hmm. love Rosie Tucker um Rat Boys, um, some friends of mine. Um, yeah, so much good stuff out there. Right. The, the, this year has been such a burst already from the start as far as new music goes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, you named so many favorites of mine already, too. So, Ugh, you have uh, impeccable taste. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, a refined palette. <laughs> truly. <laughs> No, this is great. And honestly, like, this is definitely the time to be, like, listening to as much music as we can and stuff. And it'll, yeah. it'll help us through all this craziness, that's for sure. Well, that and, like, I think it's one of the best ways we can be supporting artists right now. Um, you know, obviously, buying their merch, if you're able to. Some people don't have the ability to right now, being out of work. Mm -hmm. um, but just, like, streaming their music, um, you know, like, on Spotify, Bandcamp, whatever, YouTube, um, get them the numbers, you know, like I know that some streaming platforms don't give artists the percentage that they deserve. Um, but like any little thing is going to help right now. And it's, it's all, it's like, it's soothing for us too, as well to be like consuming art, um, and making it. Um, the one thing I was like, I was thinking about this the other day, like, I know that everything's like fucked right now, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, to be candid. Um, I think that so much because we don't have the ability to tour so much good music is going to come out of this like end of quarantine like albums like I'm very much looking forward to those right because um, people are at home and they're creating and um they're playing music and um like I think that that's like such a beautiful beautiful response and and this like really weird obscure world that we're in right now Right. If anything, it kind of brings me comfort knowing that there are people out there still creating and stuff and still working. And it inspires me to be creative in my own way too, or like mm -hmm. learn new things I wasn't doing before and stuff. It's like, well, Picking if there was knitting. a time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a time for this, it's now. If anything, yeah. it's like, I've been so busy um, this year that like, I haven't had time to like, because I've, I've been trying to teach myself probably bass for over a year now. And it's like, I actually picked it up again the other day. I was like, oh, oh cool. God, awesome. I might actually learn this thing in like the however long that we end up stuck like this. So maybe yes, please start a band. <laughs> I would like, I will promote all your stuff. Like, <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. What I'm curious, we're switching roles right now. What are like some of the things that you've been doing to kind of keep yourself calm and 
um, like, how have you responded to all this thing? Um, how are you doing with it? I'm doing okay, honestly. Like, I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, honestly, like, I am, I'm totally predictable. I read <laughs> a lot of um, Star Wars books right now just to kind of, like, yeah. literally <laughs> mentally go somewhere else for a little while. And, yeah. like, my boyfriend was kind enough to go pick up, like, the novelization of the latest movie and stuff. So I, I read that. I've been watching a little bit of TV, a lot of listening to music and po- other podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. just to kind of, like, okay, take my mind off of things and, like – totally. I'm working remotely right now. So honestly, focusing on my job has helped a ton um, because it's like I'm zeroed in on getting stuff designed. I'm a, I'm a UX designer is my day job. So it's like, if anything, I'm like, I've been cranking out so much work doing that to where it's like my mind has barely had time to settle. <laughs> and I'm actually like tired in the evening and stuff. And I can just kind of settle into things as if they were normal for the most part. Yeah, good. So, That's like, good. I'm glad to hear it. And my house is the cleanest it's ever been. So <laughs> <laughs> love that. I, yeah, I love the stress clean. My, I'm always like super freakishly clean and organized. So mine as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, color coordinating closet, all that good stuff. Yeah. Ooh, that's I've a good been, idea. <laughs> yeah. Next um, task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been um, reading a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, cause I have so many books that I've like bought and collected and have been like sitting on my shelf collecting dust. And now I'm like, okay, you don't have an excuse. Uh, like now is the time the universe is just like to a halt, and this is your time to like do all these things you've put aside, um, rollerblading, um, and taking lots of baths and so going for walks where people are not around walking dogs. Yeah. I've been doing uh, that too. And that's been so good for my brain. I literally just take my two for a walk and like, Nobody is around. It's great. It just is like, at, at most, it's like I'll have the occasional neighbor because I have one big dog and one little dog. They'll like stick their mm-hmm. head out and they'll be like, "Your dogs are so cute." <laughs> little stuff like that where it's like very brief human interaction, but it's like you yeah. know just enough to keep your at an arm's up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. all the yeah, self care is important right now, for sure. Yeah, and I think also it's important to be said like in this time where like everyone everything's like at a halt like I feel like it's like the capitalist and a like capitalism within us that like wants us to be like working and being productive all the time and like right that we don't have to be doing that like it's okay if you spend the whole day in bed like mm-hmm. it's okay to rest I think rest is like really productive as well um and needed so like a good mixture of all of that Absolutely. If anything, I know tomorrow is going to be like my mega lazy day because I did so many like chores around my house where I'm just like, you know what? We're literally going to do nothing. We're going to make cinnamon rolls and do nothing. (laughs) I love that for you. (laughs) Thank you. And seriously, I have loved our conversation, being able to catch up in this way and stuff and be able to kind of cheer each other on. Um, Where can folks keep up with you online and see what you're up to? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to plug my, my at, I'm at Rifagig, R-I-P-A-G-A-G, very on brand, uh, <laughs> V-I-G, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, I just, like, I shitpost a lot, and, um, you know, I talk about important issues and stuff there, too, as well, it's a, it's a good mixture of all of that, um, yeah, uh, that's where I'll be, I guess, <laughs> Um, I highly recommend following Autumn, especially whenever there's stuff going on. Um, 
back to back to the normal kind of grinding routine. It's so cool to be able to see everything you're up to also and the things that you talk about. So please give them a follow. <laughs> Cur- yeah, currently there's a thread of people's dogs on my Twitter. So you're welcome to go and check that out. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all need that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for the human connection. It's um, been so much appreciated. I'm so sick of swatting flies And you don't even eat them It's a tepid compromise To treat as you'd be treated We got twisted in that line Tongue-tied up and turned around Tucker. Thank you so much to Autumn for sharing their experience in the music industry and what work they've put into making a really impactful career. It's so important to remember all the people who make our favorite shows and tour happen, especially in times where the soul just feels so distant. Give them a follow on social media to keep up with their tours, projects, and more. While you're scrolling through your feeds, Consider looking up your favorite venues in your area to see if they're collecting funds to pay their staff or keep the space. These are the things that matter for us to eventually return to normal that we miss and love right now. We'll need live music and everyone who makes that possible to heal from this real global trauma when it's all over. Well, that's it for this week, but you can always keep up with Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion online. Find episodes, links, articles, and more at angrygirlmusic.com. Get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at at angrygirlmusic. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, reach out. Let's chat on what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music of the New Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons, Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mamula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitzmiller, and Sam Zarowitz. Thanks for listening. Let's close it out with Try Harder by Pogo. Until next time, stay angry and stay connected. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>